This is a Rooster Teeth production. Good evening to all you editor caps. Climb your way into the Sneaky Dragon. Knock back our latest latte. Tarantulato gelato. It's a mixture of your favorite ice cream flavors. Cookies and scream. Poisonous praline. Sticky java jaws. Topped with a dollop of webbed cream. Mm, one sip of the sauce is enough to see there's no reason to cry over spilt silk. Previously, our adventurers found their way to the finish line of the labyrinth, but what other subterrestrial secrets lie deep in the underglobula? And what is this mysterious mould? Round up a refreshment. Let's resume this rank recollection. intro yet i was gonna say two things about that intro one i think i could hear gus's mouth watering as he was reading through and two david you'll have to censor it but i feel like his first take on it should go in the end of the episode where you put the little easter there's some animated shows that sometimes at the end of the credits they'll put like one line by a character from the episode that's really funny like king of the hill would do yeah, that yeah yeah uh, you know at the end there'd be like one line repeated from someone that they said in the episode it would be funny to do something like that well we've been doing that david's been putting the li little like stuff that's left on the cutting room floor at the end of episodes ah. so this is letting our audience know you that's where all around. my jokes have been going yeah that's where all of, yeah <laughs> that's where all of blaine's greatest jokes are going oh they're at the end you're gonna have to go back and listen to all the episodes to find all of blaine's but greatest I also, jokes i realized because i listened to the episodes we put out both of this campaign and our previous campaign the infinite campaign Michael also hides a lot of good stuff at the end, like songs, oh, and yeah. like, yeah. like good musical cues and stuff like that. Which he I puts all the people... answers at the end of a. Uh, <laughs> but he whispers them backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tales from the Stinky Dragon. My name is Gustavo Sorolla. I'm the dungeon master of our putrid party. I'm going to hit our four players with an arrow. <laughs> Okay. There, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this week's role-play and warm-up question is, if your character had to sacrifice someone or something they loved, what would it be? Mm. For what, though? Like, what are we sacrificing this thing for? What's, What's at stake? stake? Yeah. yeah. It's for a greater good. I don't want to get, like, too nitty-gritty with the explanation. Mm. Just in general. Matisse staring at me. I guess I'll go. Oh, I think, I think you might be Matisse's answer. Sacrifice me. Hey there. It's Blaine. Blaine Chipaney. I'm a. I like watching Blaine. I like you watching you talk because it's like watching someone like struggle with a stick shift in their car as they shift through things. <laughs> you can hear my brain gears. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a tiefling rogue. I'm, I'm level five. And, uh, well, I've, I've already been through this here process, uh, God. Um, <laughs> I loved my career as a oh. hired killer, as a murderer, oh. as an assassin, as an ender of lives, as a defeater of uh, living. Yeah. Uh, and I <laughs> met my wife, Carol, <laughs> and, and I, uh, I just, I, we had to get out of the game, you know, because yeah. sometimes you find something so important, you got to put other things to the side. 
and that's what I did. Jeff is a slave to capitalism. <laughs> uh, he had to give up his job. <laughs> Listen, trickle down economics. There's something to this. <laughs> You're gonna figure it out. You're gonna make it work. Chip has a little bit of boomer energy. I would agree. No, no, no. I'm hip. I'm cool. He's Gen X. I'm watching Blaine just shimmy his hips. Gyrate. <laughs> My name is John Reisinger. I play Mati Confucius, who is an Eric Cochran ghost monk. And uh, to sacrifice something for the greater good. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you, by the way. Unlike other players, you didn't have to look at your character I sheet never to, rem- look at my <laughs> to sheet. remember your, ca- I never your class do. and race. Yeah, actually, Blaine did pretty good. He, he didn't have to look as much today. Ah, yeah. my rogue skills are paying yeah. off. He knew <laughs> my, where to look. My stealth stuff. check. No, I watched your, when you said your level five tiefling rogue, you weren't looking at your phone. You may have looked at it before, but you didn't have to read it. He looked before, <laughs> right before, and then looked away. That's progress. Yeah. He's not reading it straight from his phone. <laughs> I hide the pin <laughs> that written in my hands. It's just on the inside of your eyelids. <laughs> Tattooed. I'm sorry. I distracted from Matisse's no, answer. Uh, is that just fine? Because uh, to sacrifice something for the greater good feels like an inconvenience upon me that I do not need to bother myself with. Mm. But uh, I'd, I'd sacrifice, um, you know, some of my bad croissants, maybe. <laughs> for mm. the great, I mean, those are, you know. What makes a croissant bad? A, a lack of butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. <laughs> Barbara wants a croissant now. I really want, I want a croissant real yeah. bad. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I think that I'm still looking for something mm. worth sacrificing. I'm still on that journey. Jacques? Know? No, he stays oh, with me. You, you can take Jacques. him from me when, when you've uh, killed me for a second time. As Bono said, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, is, is he um, uh, a, a citizen of Grotesque? He's a famous bard. <laughs> uh, played for the U2. Bardo. Yeah, that's that's Matisse's answer. Okay. Uh, hello, I'm Elga Von Brath, played by Barbara Dunkelman. Uh, and Elga Von Brath is the half-elf vampire <laughs> barbarian. Barbara's got her laptop an inch from her face. <laughs> She's making fun of me. <laughs> Just yeah, a little bit. That's what we do, Blaine. Oh. Okay? That's how we say that's what we love you. Do. Okay? Yeah. And I think if I had to sacrifice something, you know, I think I'd be willing to part with... One of my three axes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if worse comes to worse, all humanity was really at risk here, I think I'd be maybe mm, potentially 50% that, willing. That seems reasonable. I, yeah. I think it's a good answer. Do you think you could rank your three axes from most favorite to least favorite? Oh, are they listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, no, no, they're not here right okay. now. Um, but we probably put the axe of the scarab at the top. It's a good one. Mm. Great axe of gaining at the bottom. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> great axe of gaining. Start over. Start over. <laughs> Ignore everything I said. Erase. Um, great axe of gaining in the middle, and then at the bottom, just my normal great axe. Oh. Okay, and then your pickaxe. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so many axes. But that's that's not for combat. That's like more utilitarian. I just like the idea of Elga slowly just turning into the like as she walks around, just the sound of axes <laughs> clanging against <laughs> axes. No, they're all hidden very strategically. All right, Barney, what would you sacrifice? Well, I'm Chris Damaris, and I'm Barney Farney, the human cleric. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does sound a little like Minecraft villager. Steve, I would I would sacrifice just about anything um, <laughs> for anything, but I I just wish I had more to sacrifice. Aww. I don't really have much that's worth sacrificing. Barney, that's so sad. For only. Two gold a month. You could sponsor a Barney Barney. <laughs> I could yes. sacrifice myself, I in suppose. That's what I was singing in my head. <laughs> <Angel>. <laughs>
I don't know if I have much horse. Do we know yeah. why Barney doesn't have very much that he he's willing to sacrifice? Well, I'll sacrifice. I'm willing to sacrifice a lot. Right, I just don't have much that's worth sacrificing. But why is that, Barney? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I wish I knew. If I knew, I would try and fix it. I want to do an Arcana check. <laughs> <laughs> an insight check? Is he some sort of magic, like, underspell man? Underspell man? There's a better man? way of saying that, it. but no. yeah, I got there. Barney's First try. the most mysterious of the party, I would say. I feel like we have so much to learn no, about Barney. I agree. He's a, yeah. <laughs> so descriptive. Like whether or not he's a magic underspell man. Yeah. <laughs> well said, Gus. That's going to be the, the big bad evil guy. I saw someone uh, pitch for like a, a little one-off thing that we do. We do a one episode where we each play each other's characters. <gasps> oh, it'd be crazy if that's going to be something that might happen in a, a live stream coming up soon. Wait, really? Maybe. <gasps> But it'll be after this episode comes uh, out. Okay. Well, I hope you guys watched, I assume, Extra Life. Maybe. I'm not saying oh. that's what happened and what happened during the, that stream. Well, okay. It's uh, a possibility. Good luck to everyone who it's has a possibility. To do it's a possibility. And if not, I agree. That'd be fun to do. Yeah. Maybe in this universe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, after, you know, a lot of backbreaking work, you managed to clear the pathway and you pass through the archway and enter a circular crystalline grotto. From the ground to the ceiling, your eyes are filled by the scintillating light of gemstones ranging from pebbles of deep wow. blue azurite to melon-sized deposits of fiery yellow sapphire. Dividing the center of the grotto is a 30-foot crumbling chasm flanked by pools of turquoise liquid. Hegzel looks around, seemingly amazed. Have you ever seen so many gemstones? And so many colors? Green gems and blue gems? I can't believe these gems have just been sitting here underground all this time. Have I been saying gems wrong my entire <laughs> life? <laughs> gems! <laughs> Are those different than gems? Holy mother of Ma! Look at that! Pixel points across the chasm and you spot the largest deposit of diamond ore you've ever seen in your lives and afterlives. It's easily bigger than a covered wagon and glitters with a thousand facets. Ding! Chip. Something's chiming in your bum bag of holding. Oh, uh, hold on, I just got a beep <laughs> from my beeper. You received mail in your cartas de Aya. Oh, that's the letter thing. Yeah, you open the letter, but stare in confusion for a second. All it says is, I'm amongst the dead now. Oh. What does it mean? I was going to make a Jared's Jewelers joke, and then now I... <laughs> Who's this from? Jared's jeweler. He went joke. to Jared. He went to Jared's. The diamonds. Oh, 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 gotcha. Not sponsored. Does the <laughs> does the note not say who's from? No, the letter is not signed. Does it look like penmanship from Carol? That's yeah. I was gonna say, can I check and see if I recognize the penmanship? Mm, make a mm, let's say an investigation check. Investigation. While he's doing that, can you remind me how that thing works? Cartes de Aya, or yonder letters, are pairs of parchment that allow two creatures to communicate long distances via the written word. Any writing implement may be used to write a short letter of 25 or less C-sending spell, or of a drawing. Oh, that's fun. Uh, when the message is ready, emojis. Uh, when the message is ready, put it in the envelope provided and the message is sent. The target is the bearer of the other parchment. If no creature bears the other parchment, your parchment will read return to sender. Okay. One sending is cast through the parchment, so they can't be used. So when you received yours, you don't know who has other ones. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, it's like just the, what's the, the freaky orb that Sauron uses that he shouldn't be using? The Palantir? Is that what's wow, called? Wow, Gus yeah. got that before Chris. I, was, I, I, my I thought they're called like the eyes of something or like the... I was yawning. 
I don't know, but, maybe, the, okay, the, but the, yeah. the object is a palantir, of which there are several. Maybe that specific one oh. had a, a specific name. Okay, back to his insight check. You should throw a piece of poop on the parchment to send back. <laughs> I think I only have it until once every long rest, though. So I feel like, well, does that, I wonder if that applies to them, too. So if I say, like, who the heck is this? Well, do you rec- do you recognize the writing? Oh, yeah. I did a nine on investigation. Did I, I'm <laughs> imagining I failed that. Should I roll again? You know, like, like I said, it's not signed, and you don't recognize the handwriting. Okay. You, you, you do see that it appears to be scrawled rather haphazardly. Like in a rush? In a hurry? Well, that's what haphazard would mean, right? I thought haphazard is like, yeah, you kind of do it lazily. Or happily hazardly. Yeah, that too. That's not how that works. Have you considered that? The room we're looking at, the chasm that you described, is it horizontally? Like, we, which which direction we enter from? You essentially entered from the southern portion. So we're coming of like from the grotto. southern portion, mm-hmm. and there's a chasm that is dividing the room horizontally to the north. It's between you and the northern portion so of the like room. it's like long and skinny. The there's room? a chasm up and down, and a chasm left and left right. Left and right. Okay, it that's runs, what I was saying. It, it so it is splitting gotcha. yeah, yeah. us from the top of the room. Correct. And there's pools of liquid. And are, those, are those pools of liquid spilling over into the chasm, or are they held just kind they're of like bookend the chasm? But they're not like a waterfall. Correct. Is this okay. some sort of Lazarus pit, like in the Batman's? Who is never, that? Never mind. Who is uh, that? Is that like Dracula? Uh, kinda, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, if Dracula's like Batman, that'd be so cool. Uh, so the, the, the note says, I'm amongst the dead now? Yeah, like... Mati, did you write that? No, that would be from you, or is it from these these gentlemen would say that. Uh, they are oh, amongst I guess the dead. Oh, we are amongst the uh, 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 Hey, Hexel. Hexel has their back turned to you. They're staring like in amazement at the giant diamond. At the gems, you mean? <laughs> at the giant gem. Hexel just responds without turning around. Yeah? Hexel has big GIF energy. Uh, if, <laughs> if, if someone were to say I am amongst the dead, what's your read on that? What's your interpretation? I feel like I'm right there with them. I feel like I've expired and returned to the great mall looking at this giant gem. I gotta kill you. Do you, do you the okay. gem is across the chasm. Okay. Correct. Okay. Do you maybe want to write back on your notes? Yeah, what the heck. You should uh, do something. Yeah. You want to need healing. <laughs> no, I am. Thank you, Bonnie. This is very. You actually inspired me to ask something here, Chris. What? You know, while you're here, you're not under immediate danger. Mm. You, if you want to, you're welcome to take a short rest if anybody I needs that. I attacked Chip. <laughs> I think we didn't we just I, we take We did a short one rest? recently. Yeah, yeah I'm good. But, I actually have temp. I have temp I, have temp. I, have temp. I, have temp. I was okay. just going to do a you know, quick little spell. We're good. Are y'all I mean, all good? I'll, I'll take one if you want to. Okay. All right, all right. Lay it on me, Barney. All right, I'm gonna do. Is Barney like the polka dot man, where if he doesn't do a healing spell every once in a while, well, he'll no, like I just explode? Have, I just don't. I keep dying, John. So why do you want to <laughs> heal us? Well, because it, it heals more than one person. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll take some if you're healing right, yourself. Yeah, uh, I'll do a peel. I'll open wide. What's the spell? What's the spell? Appeal of alleviation. It can heal one d six plus spellcasting, and it can heal undead. So, so it's some sort of banana. And then I'm also going to cast an appeal. aid. Yeah. yeah let, let Chris let Chris speak, y'all. I'm listening. Right. I'm, so, I'm so being a good first, listener. First, I'm healing 1d6 plus my spell casting. That's going to be. <laughs> what you doing there? Six. 
for both of us. Wow. I, just, I, just want, I have to paint the picture for those who don't get to watch what's going on. I just watched Chris mouth a bunch of stuff as though he was calculating a bunch of numbers, and then the six. result was six. The result five. was one plus five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was going on. I was waiting for some sort of higher uh, number. Oh, all the seven-year-olds out there can relate. Uh, and what is, what and, does he do? An aid. And I'm aiding. And a bedding. At second level. So three creatures within range. So me uh, uh, and two. And then one. I got one more. I'm full. I'm, I'm full. My cup overfloweth, Barney. This increases max hit points by five. But okay. does that override HP? Uh, or, or no, HP. no, it's not it's different. It's different. It's different. different. G- give it to give it what? to the. All right. Yeah, it boosts your maximum and your current, so it's separate from temp HP. Let her rip, Barney. Five hit points all. Five hit points all around. Well, for you three. Yes, not yeah. for you. So not all around. <laughs> for your Almost all. Most of the way. Thank around. you, Barney. I feel so strong now. Barney, okay. I could I could wrestle a ball. Uh, thanks. <laughs> what? <laughs> a ball. I thought you were going to say I could kiss you. <laughs> I, I could. And I go, is, go ahead. Is that a term? I could wrestle like a bull. A bull. A bull. Oh, you think I said. Oh. You say like a ball. I'm a professional <laughs> podcaster, all right? I say words good. Just, and then I just have never heard anybody say I could wrestle a ball. I'm finishing this up, turning my divine power into a spell slot. Okay. Oh. And I'm done. It's just, I, I feel like I got a bad feeling about this. So I'm prepping. <laughs> you think we got like a boss fight ahead? It might be a good idea for us to be well rested right now. Is your will up to date, Bonnie? My will? <laughs> you just seem like you're really prepping for the yeah. end. <laughs> have you applied for a reverse mortgage yet? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot to give. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to bequeath. Well, <sighs> do, you, do you want to try writing something on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, anybody got a pin? I do, actually. A quill. Although mine. Oh yeah, you a, do have a pen. That's right. I do. Mine is special though. I have a emerald pen. Cool. This pen is tipped with an emerald nib and requires no ink to write. While holding this pen, you could cast illusionary script at will, requiring no material components. But I imagine it also works as just a pen. Yeah. Okay. Like you, you, while holding it, you can cast, but it doesn't mean you have and to. And I have okay. twenty-five words. So here we go. <clears throat> Who's this? Two. If this is Carol. I miss you so, so much. Please tell me you are okay. I love you, sweetheart. Kisses. Chip. Chip. Tell, say, tell them I said hello. Uh, P- shoot! <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if I spent like 14 words of my letter to my wife saying, by the way, my friend Bernie, you don't know him, but he's this guy who we met uh the parade. What happens? I put it in the envelope. You put it, it in the envelope All right, and it vanishes. Okay. Bye-bye. We'll find out what Voldemort has to say I'm after sure this later. there's a cool noise that Michael will insert right here. Ooh. It actually screams when he sends oh, it off. That's no. what it does. <laughs> it's very painful. Yeah, it hurts. You're actually like, you're yeah. stabbing ink and everything into the paper. Ah. The letter time. becomes sentient just to feel pain for no oh, other purpose. God. <laughs> it's very wonderfully dark. Does he, we'll probably be moving on here soon, but does anything happen immediately? No. You hear uh, the whooshing sound as your letter disappears and goes on its way. Like an email sound? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick look around, see if there's anything cool. I was going to ask if I wanted to go and you know what, actually, I don't want to go and investigate. I want to ask, uh, Elga, would you like to uh, maybe uh, help me investigate these odd pools of of colorful liquid? 
Are you sure you want me to help you investigate? I kind of do because you have the special uh, spectacles oh, that, uh, that help with uh, in. Elga is on the case, Matisse. <laughs> Hold me up. <laughs> <laughs> is Elga just T-posing? Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mati looks confusingly, but it goes, okay, this is fine, and picks up the little barbarian. So the chasm in front of you is about 30 feet wide, uh, you know, to get to the other side, to the north, and it also drops uh, about 30 feet in the center. And then on either side, you know, both to the west and to the east are those turquoise pools that I described. And the floor there drops like another 15 feet down to get to those pools. Okay. I bring Elga over to, let's say, the west pool. Okay. And fly down to the pool. And I want to just use Elga like a little, like almost like a little metal detector and just point Elga. Like, but are you holding? Yeah, like, I'm holding under the Elga, arms? like, like, <laughs> just like pointing Elga at the pool of liquid. And Elga's going, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Little beep. Barbarian sounds like a prequel to Conan, like a, like a, <laughs> a, little. a cartoon or something. It's the Little Barbarian. <laughs> uh, what do you see, Elga? Yeah, I guess Elga, uh, what do you, I guess you want to make like an investigation check with advantage because I'm close up. Yeah. Matid made it seem like you're getting a very close, up close view. Um, Pushing those spectacles straight at what I want to investigate. I rolled a 17 and an 18. So, so 18. Good job. You know, you're getting a really good look at this turquoise liquid, and it's not like anything you've ever seen before. It's definitely not water. The way it flows, it seems to be like a little more viscous than water, like a little thicker. And you, as you, you know, you you have to get really close to it to be able to get advantage. And as you get your face really close to it, you almost feel like warmth coming off of uh, the liquid. Could I touch it? Yeah. Just like reach out a hand Just and like, like a grab finger. Oh. What does it smell like? Uh, let me see. It smells like a combination of earth and sulfur. Oh, like toots. Does like it toots. smell at all like blood? Maybe there's like some hints of iron as well, but I, I, I don't know if it would be blood explicitly. Okay. Um, does anything happen when I touch it? You're not like cupping it to like just like one single finger? No, cup some. I'll like try to scoop oh. some. Okay, you reach your uh, right hand in to cup some of the liquid up. As you stick your hand into the liquid, you feel it is indeed warm to the touch. Not uncomfortably so, but it is definitely warm, which is unusual. And you pick it up out of the pool, and as you pick it up, you feel it very rapidly start to cool and harden. And it hardens around your hand, encasing it in a solid piece of rock. Uh Oh. Um, Like a gem? No, like a... Like a turquoise stone, yeah. No, it's like, not necessarily like, like a, a gem. Like uh, the way that lava would cool yeah. into, into a, a, like a, a, yeah. a rock. Okay. All right, did you experience pain? Did you lose hit points? I don't know. No, but you can't move your hand now. You can't, uh, like, close it into a fist or anything. What's that lady? The, uh, Medusa? Medusa. That's not what happened. No. no she got encased and it just cooled around her hand. Oh. Kind of like if you put your hand in like a wax, hot wax, and then took it out and it would like harden around Loki, your hand. Yeah, I love doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And it smells like earth and sulfur-ish, you and, said? And iron, and sure. And iron. Okay. Matida, I made a boo-boo. <laughs> don't know what to do about this. Uh... Maybe take me to something hard and I slam my hand on it to try to crack the rock. Okay. Is there anything hard nearby that I could, like, the ground or something? Barney's head. Ah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there's uh, the ground, there's gems, there's, uh, uh, you know, a couple of large pieces of rock. Is, gem? is there a gem? Can I take a gem and try to smash it? I, I'm in an alternate, right? That's not... I, sorry, the, the way we were pronouncing gem is... Well, I think it's on purpose because these are like the globulins and glue, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I think it's Glorbians. just everything is just g. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. That's gims. You guys that's, all... that, that's how we're saying it. What's, yeah. your, what's your birth gim? 
Mine's amethyst. Yeah. It's, it's really crappy. Mine's <laughs> mine's general. This is like this is like a genuine moment of confusion for Chris. It's like he. I think he thinks no, we're I messing think, with him. I think it's one of those uh, purposefully uh, different yeah. things. Yeah. That is a uh, cleverly tied into the lore of. The I do story. not know what you're talking about, Gani. <laughs> <laughs> How we pronounced it this entire time. Hi, Miss Carol. <laughs> Carol. Yeah, I take a gem of some kind that looks sturdy, and I try to smash it against her hand. A lot of the gems that are here are still like embedded in the floor and in the wall. So if you wanted to like pull one out and try that, you'd have to try to remove it from the wall or the floor, or you could just take your hand and smash hand it up smash. against there. You could do it, Matilda. I'll close my eyes. Okay, I smashed this little girl's hand against the wall. I can take it. Oh, this is going to be fun. No, here's what I do. Okay. Because so, I want to use my most precise tool available to me to do this. Mm-hmm. I put Elga's hand up against the wall against a nice sturdy gem, and I rear back for a nice kick. Okay, make cool. a, an attack roll to see if you hit her hand. Okay. Someone better give me some blood after this. <laughs> For all the blood I will be losing. I'm sorry, I cannot help. It's my turn. I'll do it. <laughs> Unarmed strike plus. I tap you like a maple tree. <laughs> 13. That's got a hit. You rear back and uh, let uh, a kick fly. And yeah, you connect solidly with the now cooled bit of turquoise, but your kick seems to bounce off of it. Oh. Oh. Would that meta-wise have to do with the role was to strike? Meta-wise, it's not enough. It's not. It's, yeah. it's I, my kick would not have enough Correct. force. To, okay. Could I just try to slam my own hand into the gem, the gem? <laughs> sure. Make a make like a, an attack roll. What if we roll did it together? I tell you what. One of you can make an attack roll, and the other one can like roll to assist. Okay. What would it be d twenty? So whoever makes the attack roll, make the normal attack roll, and whoever's assisting, roll a d twenty. I've got a crowbar. Give me the crowbar. So just an unarmed strike. Yeah. Why not? Okay. I hold the crowbar. I don't know if you need that. I rolled a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> okay, I roll... Plus 7, 27. I'll just go ahead and roll 20 to see whatever that assists. That's a 3. No, that's not very much assisting. Thank you, Mati. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're doing your part. Yeah, before effort. you're able to get over there and help Elga with her hand, she's already just so fed up with it. She's slamming it up against Gems on her own repeatedly. I also... I should have asked, too. I can't move my hand at all, right? No, like it's, it's correct. stuck in, in yeah. this formation. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like still malleable at all. Yeah. yeah, no, you bash your hand a few times up against the wall and gems and this hardened turquoise begins to crack and, you know, falls off of your hand. I, I rush up and I grab her hand and I say, Chip Haney, pleasure to meet ya. Sorry, force of habit. I just saw that hand. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Congratulations, we got your hand out of it. Yeah, so guys, uh, just so you know, uh, while that turquoise liquid looks very Tasty, very nice to touch. Mm-hmm. Don't. <laughs> what if we dipped a weapon into it? <gasps> uh, go ahead. I mean, I. You volunteer? Sure. I, let me see what I got. I got. Should just put my feet in it. Uh, you know what the heck? I let's let's get. Hey, hey, science class, let's get crazy. I'm gonna dip an arrow into it and then shoot it from my crossbow across the way and just see if it has any sort of like cool effect. I assume you just dip like just an the, arrow the arrowhead. Yeah. Right into it, uh, and you fire anything in particular you want to aim at, or? I'll aim at a gim across the way that's safely away from my friend group. Sure. Roll me a d6. How much time did you budget for us to mess with this liquid? <laughs> let, uh, me, let me see. Three! <laughs> Enough. You had about 20 minutes. Hmm. Okay, uh, now make your attack roll. Okay. 22! Okay, yeah, you um, take aim at a, a distant gim and fire your crossbow with the uh, turquoise-tipped bolt, and it flies impacting the gem and the turquoise shatters off of the bolt as it as it strikes the wall but it doesn't hit the gem off the wall 
No. Nothing crazy, interesting, sciencey. No. Okay. Nothing that's that strikes your uh, attention. How tall is this room? So from the bottom of the chasm to where you entered was 30 feet. From where you entered to the top above, make me a perception check, Matid. I just had an idea. After you wrap this up, Matid, I got, I'm on to something. Sherlock Haney's on the case. That's Elga's game. Ten. Ah. <laughs> Moriarty Haney. It's kind of dim up there and it's uneven, so it's hard to put a precise number on it. You would guess if you had to pick a number, it's another 50 feet above there. Okay. And we're down on the west in that little chasm area, right? And we haven't, uh, we haven't crossed the chasm. Not yet. No. Barney, are you there with him as well? I am. Okay. <laughs> I, here's my crowbar. <laughs> a little late. <laughs> is, is that offensive to a Matid? Oh, crowbar? crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is more offensive. You asked that? I am not a crow. I Why was would like, you say is, that? is Barney offensive to Matid? Yes. <laughs> okay, gang. You know how we've been running into all these statues? Yes. What if they're people that have been dipped into this turquoise stuff? Could we, yeah, could we recall if the statues and frozen people we've seen have, oh. are the same color as this frozen stone? Yeah. Make a wisdom check. I'm doing one too. I'm going to do one. I will do one. The whole gang. So 13 for Elga. 20. Not bad rolls today. Five. You're saving the good ones for Elga. 13. Yeah. 13? So two, two 13s, a 5, and a 20. You don't, well, Matid's not sure one way or another, but the rest of you don't believe that those statues were a result of this turquoise pool. Oh. Okay. So, so we haven't seen anything coded in this yet, as far as we recall? Not that you can recall. Not like a good theory. Maybe, maybe this is nothing. Maybe it'll come up later. I mean, I... I Maybe you should check. We you, we should check out the other side of the chasm. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna say maybe you should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matid, you and I look. <laughs> you did have a startled look on your face when I started talking to you. Uh, I'm on guard today. <laughs> maybe Barney and Chip should go check the other. Let's side. do it. I like that. Yeah. We have done our experiment. It's time for them to put themselves. Yeah, and then call across the chasm and you tell us what you found. You guys so, are right next to yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> see, we are standing two feet away from you. I like that. It's like, it'd be like really tight on Elga, yeah, yeah. and then the camera just turns, and you're just right there. She's screaming in your face. Okay, good luck. She's short. Everyone's far away, okay? Just what? To, just to project. <laughs> I pick up I pick up Elga and put her right at at, at Chip's face. Oh, hello. You're back. <laughs> As we walk burn? away. Yeah. So, so, is it? Gasm or chasm? Oh, God, Lord. <laughs> it's actually gasm. <laughs> what about Peyton? <laughs> oh, look at you, comedy. Gus uh. <laughs> hated that. <laughs> I, I thought it was Python. Oh, if Elga dies in the next battle, you know why. <laughs> they go after Elga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just Gus rolling dice to see who gets the attack, but he's not even looking at the dice. He just says Elga every time. <laughs> so then we go to the other end. And where's wow. Axel? Hexel? Mm. So, before I answer that, Chris, what do you mean by you go to the other end, Blaine? Wait, where did you want to sit, Bessie? I'm just following John's lead here. We're on the west side of the south part of the place. There's a chasm that is dividing it across the way, and so we want you to go to the north side across the chasm. Oh, across the chasm. I say, is this, an, I'll say in, in Matisse, just go across the chasm. Oh, okay. Easy, simple. The reason I waited to answer your question, Chris, is if you're going to the north side over there, because that's closer to where the giant diamond is, mm. Hexel would follow, because Hexel is very transfixed by the giant diamond. Oh, yeah. How's Hexel going to get across the chasm? We don't know, Hexel. How are you gonna get across this chasm? Yeah, can you do like a, like make yourself into a bridge? Hexel just <laughs> kind of, you know, she's not a ditto. <laughs> yeah, she is. She turned into a gel, gel, oh, gel. Right. They, 
they when you all entered from the southern end you yeah. know and there was that 30 foot drop hexel just kind of oozes up to the ledge and then oozes straight down the side of the chasm like down under the grotto down. floor right and then go, goes up to the northern grotto and then just attaches themselves to it and just starts climbing straight up i think that hexel uses goo powers to get across the thing and how far away is it? it's pretty far it's like was it 20 or 40 feet? the chasm is 30 feet wide 30, 30 feet. feet wide I, we could do the old rope loop de loop across. I can. Well, y'all were down on the bottom of the chasm with them because that's where the turquoise pool was. So now you just have to climb back up. Okay, then we'll do that. We'll we'll skirt around the edge of the pool mm-hmm. and then we'll climb back up. And I'll give uh, old Barney a boost. So up, you're gonna climb up. Yeah. All right, both of you, just for fun, make me athletics checks. Oh, easy. I gave you all uh, a pass on getting down here. So let's see what it's like going up. Yeah, that's not great. Okay. And 14. Oh, Barney once again with his old man strength. Matit is looking at this old man with squinted eyes like, I I see you. I see you. He's not even using Petons. See how I said that right? Oh, (laughs) very good, Gus. I will roll my inspiration die. This seems like a good use of it. You you think so? Okay. (laughs) No, not at all. Wait, 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 wait. Can I do something? It's okay. I whisper. (laughs) That was it? What? That was it? (laughs) All right, trustful. I'm going to go with the six. Okay, you begin climbing, but you you just get a few feet off of the ground and the walls crumble beneath your hands and your feet and you're unable to really gain any traction to climb up. Meanwhile, Barney is scampering his way up the side. Okay, well, can I use my brain powers? Ah, I really wish you would. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's finally happening. (laughs) My telekinetic thing, and I can move someone up to five feet. No way. I like that you're like, my telekinetic thing. It's called telekinesis. Telekinesis. (laughs) (laughs) Telekinetic thing. So I can move as bonus action, and you can choose to fail it so that I can move you up to five feet toward or away from me. Yeah, I I failed that. that. That's about five feet, right? What's about five feet? Going up. He's helping him up five feet of the wall. Yeah, it's 30 feet high. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I was wondering where this was going. Barney, can you do it? Can you do it anyways? Can you do it six times in a row rapidly? Hey, can I? Can you make me fly? <laughs> Mate, <laughs> look, I am just like you. <laughs> I'm imagining I'm just like now. No, like that is it. That is offensive. <laughs> that is offensive. <laughs> it would just be like Chip just being smushed against yeah. the side of the wall, just like grinding, grinding against the wall slowly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're, you are five feet up a 30-foot wall. Now what do you do? No, I did it six times, so it's is like... Is it a cantrip? Uh, uh, it's, I, I use it as a cantrip, yeah. Okay, then you could probably do it multiple times, right? Oh, you know what? Hey, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Stop it, party. I got this. Thank you for the levitation. How much time did you budget us getting up this wall? <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> I, in my inventory, have... <laughs> ah... The jar of the baboon! Upon opening or breaking this jar, a spectral baboon leaps forth and releases a blessing. When this happens, the creature closest to the baboon gains the benefits of the blessing. The blessing lasts for one minute or when the creature reduces zero hit points. Your movement speed is increased by 20 feet. You gain a climbing speed of 20 feet <gasps> and you ignore difficult terrain. Nice. Ooh. So you've gone five up. 20 more will go up for climbing. You got five more to get Yeah, up. and I take a quick break. I go, <laughs> I am double <laughs> boom. <laughs> What does the baboon sound like? Uh, <laughs> is that a baboon? That's a monkey. <laughs> it works for me. It works for me. Do it lower. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they scream higher, actually. I think we heard enough of the monkey impression. I, I look around and I pull down my pants to see if my butt's red. <laughs> If you want to let us know if we heard enough of Blaine's monkey impressions, let us know in the Discord. Yeah, <laughs> just, more. just tweet us at. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, the uh, the baboon blesses you, and you're you're able to scamper up the wall and join Barney. Before the baboon goes, can I say, do you know where my wife is? <laughs> what does the baboon say back? It scratches its head and looks at you blankly. Does it say anything? Talk to me, baboon. Tell me something. Oh! <laughs> oh okay. That was good. That's good. That's good. All right. I have no idea if that's what a baboon actually sounds good. like. What do you think is happening over there, buddy? <laughs> I, am, I am watching some weird show in the world. <laughs> you just, you just seeing Barney go, and me going, oh! <laughs> it's, do, do they, Elka, do they know they could just ask me and I could take them up there? Maybe we keep that between you okay. and me. <laughs> that was an optional. <laughs> uh, okay, I, then I join Barney. Then I climb up that thing. We made it up. <laughs> Uh, you all get to the top on the other side of the chasm and, you know, you look around and you're really, and Hexel is there with you, mm-hmm. and there's really this huge deposit of diamond ore before you. It's maybe 15 feet wide or so. It's just massive. And then you see that beyond that, there's actually a little alcove just to the north of that carved out in the side of the wall. Calling me a horse because that's, that's a lot of carrots. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm off my game today. I've got a lot of good diamond jokes. <sighs> Actually, uh, uh, like unrelated to that thing, can I look around and see if there's any just loose gemstones? I, I want to keep up Chip's thing of gemstones. Gemstones. I want to keep up Chip's thing of collecting little uh, forget-me-nots for for Carol. Yeah, there's a uh, various gemstones deposited on the ground around here. If you want to try to grab one, make a strength check to see if you're able to extract it from the surrounding rock. Okay. This is a side question, but are any of the gemstones orange? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's orange ones. Hmm. Just saying. I saw orange diamond. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, you start chipping away at it, pulling it, and it seems to be, you know, you have like a good grasp on it. Go ahead and make me a dexterity check now. Seventeen. Yeah, you were able to pop out a really sizable gemstone. You know, you're not an expert in this field by any stretch of the imagination, but you would estimate that that gemstone is probably worth around 100 gold. Wow. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't know that we could do that. We could just mine. Literally mine. Yeah, just make sure if you're going to get that diamond or use a iron pickaxe. So, 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 the alcove is where? It's just to the north beyond this giant diamond deposit. And it's a diamond deposit. Mm-hmm. You don't got much. Yeah, this, this is what Hexel's staring at. You think you hear Hexel muttering something about a, a wedding ring for their attachment? Hexel, now, now, this is too big for a ring. You're right. Necklace. <laughs> I like the way Hexel thinks. Yes. Hexel, we have no way of getting us out. We're losing sight of the gold. It's diamond. Okay, well, we're losing sight of the the, the diamond of the, of the reason we're here. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's no way that this thing is not cursed. So I'm going to just activate the cutscene. <laughs> I slap the diamond. <laughs> you slap the diamond. Uh-huh. All right. You slap the diamond, and it begins to, like... Shudder a little bit yeah, yeah. and and move. Yeah, classic. But then it, it stops. Are you bleeding? Did you cut yourself on that diamond? Nope. Fit as a fiddle. Thanks uh, for checking. It is cursed. Uh, <laughs> let me see if we. How got do it. you know it is cursed? It well, moved. You know it's the. Yeah. <laughs> it moved because you hit it. Uh, can I can I perceive like what was it like? When it moved, did I see limbs or anything? I love, it. I love the Blaine phrases that way. Can I perceive that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like a thing you do constantly. I love it. It didn't seem like it. It just seemed like this giant diamond deposit just started shaking and the ground around it, you know, moved a little bit okay. too. If we got, if we, if, if, if we have a few minutes, I'll do a detect magic. Yeah. Why do you need a few minutes? Because I can do it as a ritual. 
oh. and not use a spell slot. How long does it take you to use a ritual? It takes 10 minutes, right, Micah? Oh, God. 10 minutes. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. In game time, we don't actually have to sit here. No, no, we're going to set up a timer. And- <laughs> sit here for 10 <laughs> minutes waiting as Chris makes up a ritual. Um, can we do that? Yes, your party. Can we do that? I mean, I'm down with Elga. So you guys are you guys are supposed to, you're on your own mission. It seems like there's nothing pressing that's happening or dangers that are present, but also like what is Hel- Hel- Hezgul going to do? Hezgul, you just kind of wait and see. You know what? I got enough stuff to occupy my time. And then I just stare at the letter. Waiting for a response. <laughs> <laughs> Unblinking. For as, 10 minutes straight. As just like three dots appear every once in a while. Oh, oh they're, 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 they're deleting something. <laughs> no, no, they're deleting it. Stinky Dragon Adventures episode two is out now. New episodes are released every Thursday at 10 a.m. over at stinkydragonpod.com. This week's episode is a little near and dear to me. It features a villain called Catawampus, who uh, I'm a big fan of. November 20th, it's buy one, get one free for all Stinky Dragon merch, including our new puppet shirts and pins launching on that very same day. This first batch of pins includes Barton Gum Gum. Uh, there's also character stats you can use for NPCs in your own D&D campaign. Grab yours before they all sell out. If you'd like to support this show directly, consider becoming a first member. A couple of perks include our bonus show, Second Wind, where we dive into the episode, answer community questions, and more. And also show me the magic. It's director's commentary looking at the making of Stinky Dragon Adventures with uh, some of the crew as well as uh, in kind of an interview with uh, one of the puppets. Uh, and of course, monthly subscriber events such as live streams, Discord events, exclusive merch, and more. Follow us at Stinky Dragon Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, on Reddit at the Stinky Dragon Podcast subreddit. And of course, the Rooster Teeth Discord. You can talk with us and friends of the show directly. Go to discord.gg slash roosterteeth to join. It's officially time to kickstart your holiday shopping, but don't panic. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most meaningful and out-of-the-ordinary gifts for everyone on your list. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone, whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, or your best friend. Uh, It's not stuff you can find just anywhere. They have unique and creative gifts, often handmade or made in the United States. They even have uncommon experiences like tarot card readings, romantic map making, cooking and mixology classes, and more if you're looking for a new way to have fun and connect with your loved ones. It's not a lie. It's not an exaggeration to say I spent a lot of time on Uncommon Goods the other day trying to knock out as much as I could, as many people as I could off of my holiday shopping list. I saved a bunch of stuff to my wish list, kind of narrowed it all down, bought numerous things for numerous people. It really is like a one-stop place that I know I can go to and buy tons of gifts for tons of different people with many different interests. Uh, You've really got to check it out. Uh, Plus with every purchase, you make it Uncommon Goods to give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash stinky. That's uncommongoods.com slash stinky for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Buying gifts for your loved ones is hard, right? I mean, what can I get that says, thank you for loving me and continue to put up with me? A gift card, a candle, something tells me it's not quite going to cut it, right? Luckily, Aura Frames makes gift giving a whole lot easier with their digital picture frames that have been featured in more than 130 gift guides and selected three times as one of Oprah's favorite things. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. You can upload as many pictures as you want before and after it's shipped out from anywhere. Plus, you don't have to agonize over choosing one perfect photo. There's unlimited storage and grandpa or mom or whoever can just swipe the top of the frame to see everything and pick their favorites as well. It's super easy to set up. I've got one myself on my desk. Using the app, it's just so easy to go through my photo library, select the ones I want on there, and boom, it's like magic. They just instantly show up. It's so easy, and you can do it remotely. Trust me, as someone who's had to do tech support for friends and family, I like the fact that 
I can just upload the photos remotely. I don't have to worry about copying stuff to an SD card or telling someone else how to do it. It's super simple. Can't say enough good things about that. From now through Black Friday and Cyber Monday, visit AuraFrames.com. Get $40 off their best-selling Carver Matte Frame with code TAILS. This is their best deal of the year, so get yours now. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Promo code TAILS. Terms and conditions apply. Shavings like, you know, going to the gym, working out. Don't always want to do it, but I'm always happy I did it afterwards. Having a freshly shaven face leaves me feeling clean and more confident and definitely more prepared to start my day. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life with their legendary high-quality razors and skin products. And Harry's know that a smooth shave shouldn't break the bank. That's why they're offering a starter set, which is usually $13 for just $3 when you go to harrys.com dragon. Includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. And you can schedule refill deliveries for as low as $2. That's half of what you pay for other blades. They really have you covered for just about everything, whether it's razors I need or gel to you know help lubricate uh, the, the tough hair on my face. Uh, I know I can get it from Harry's. It all comes packaged so pristinely. It's great. It's super, it, I, I don't know. I, I get a certain joy when I see things packaged well, and I really like the way that they put it all together. And not only that, not only does it look good, it's really super functional. It works great too. See for yourself why Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. Get your best shave ever with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com dragon. That's harrys.com dragon for a $3 starter set. While Barney's spending 10 minutes to detect magic, Elga and I work on our dance routine. Ooh. <laughs> but not nowhere near the turquoise liquid. Yes. Bad. Bad. Not bad. Not bad. bad. Actually, that's what we do for 10 minutes since we're in a cave is bat. we work on Elga's bat, bat. Uh, techniques. I try to teach her how to fly. Uh, mm. That's a good use of time. Yeah. Okay, so I guess uh, everyone's okay with it. Barney begins um, <laughs> using a ritual for detect magic so you don't burn that precious level one spell slot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just never used a ritual okay. before. I kind of want to try it out. All right. Let's give Chris just a moment to let us know how the ritual sounds. Yeah. No, this is just impact. He was humming earlier and sounded like, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you focus for 10 minutes casting your ritual or using your ritual. I don't know what the proper term for that is. Uh, encanting, a encanting a ritual, performing, performing a ritual. Performing a ritual. Uh, for 10 minutes and then your detect magic finally is cast. So you open your senses to detect any magic in the area, and you do feel some magic radiating from this giant diamond. And what kind of magic? Oh, you're going to make me look it up, aren't you? <laughs> I think every time we've asked that, and he's tell us what kind, I'd say about 90, 95% of the time, we don't know what that is. Yeah. And it doesn't aid us at all. But I love that we're spending 10 minutes for something that's just letting us know, yes, the diamond ore that moved, it's magical. Magic. <laughs> Why a lot of stuff in here is magical. I feel like, what if it's a snail? And we're not seeing the... Oh, my goodness. We're seeing just the top part of the shell and not the bottom. A diamond snail. Should we dig around it? We got pickaxes. We got one. We got hands. We got elbow grease. You got elbow grease. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is made of. Uh, Blood. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> chip. Do you need blood? <laughs> Is your sippy cup getting low? No, I think I still have some in there. Okay. Okay. Let me know what you need uh, me to top you off. I do want to say I did take a sip of my sippy cup of satiation. All right. Yeah, you detect it is transmutation in its magic type. Transmutation. It's been transformed. So it's something else that is not a diamond. How can we reverse this effect? That's the old slapper. 
Should we just the old slap? Yeah, I started playing patty cakes on that thing. Or should we go check out the alcove? Bongo drums. We should probably finish investigating all this area, right? You begin Bomb. playing the bongos Bomb. on the Bomb. giant diamond, and the giant diamond begins shaking once again. Bomb. 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 And then, to, much to your surprise, it begins moving and rising up out of the ground. Bomb. 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 And you hear uh, a low rumbling. Flabby, flabble, gurble, gob, flip, flip. Ah, blurble gerble to you. As you hear this sound, you realize that this is a giant diamond skin golem. Oh, cool. It's got crystallized gem shards sticking out from its back and small gooey tentacles oozing from its maw. From its maw? Yeah, uh, it looks rather angrily at you, Chip. Flurbly flabble. Let's see that riz. Flarble flurble. <laughs> I, and I bow. You just swore at it. And I, I, I present that gemstone that I took from the ground earlier, and I, I put it down at its feet and step back. It looks at it, then it reaches over to a nearby rock and touches it, and that entire rock turns into a giant gem. Oh. I would oh. suggest staying far away from this thing. Oh. Plane <laughs> um, was like, oh, at first, and then Barbara pointed that out, and it got a lot darker. <laughs> what you gonna do? I want to... Barney, you're there too, by the way. Yeah. What's the ground made out of? Oh. You? Oh! Away me! Okay, bye-bye! He asked who we are, though. Who dares disturb my slumber? Oh, who, like, awakes? In, uh, oh, awakes! I thought he said away from me. He did. Oh, uh, uh, me, Chip! Who? Chip! Sure. Uh. It looks at you, Barney. Who you? Bernie, 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 Fernie. I am a friend. I hope. Friends. I look at him, and then, and then I hug Bernie, and then I look at him, and I like friend. Friend. It reaches out its hands. Uh, <laughs> long distance friendship. <laughs> Pen pals. No touchy. <laughs> what you want? Anything? What? Sleep? Oh. oh. So sorry to be loud. Night, night. Sorry for playing the bongo drums on your head. <laughs> uh, while, while he's standing up, I want to glance down and see if there's like anything that he's on top of, like a trigger for a door or something that we need to get him out of the way of. The hole that it was in is just like covered with gems all on the inside. Okay. Because mm. he has like some sort of magic touch. I think anything he touches, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, is Hexel around? Maybe we could ask them what this is. Hexel's just kind of frozen, not moving at all. Oh, he <laughs> touched him. I think we should stay down here for now, Elka. Good night. You go sleep. We leave. <sighs> this giant creature's eyes shift back and forth between Bernie, Fernie, and Kip. Uh -huh. <sighs> could I like slowly lower to the ground and start just kind of like, you know, nestling. Ne yeah, just like I'm going to sleep. Yeah. But being that Barney is an old man, he might just fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The giant creature looks at you, then looks back at the hole in which it was and uh, kind of relaxes itself a little bit and it, it begins like getting back into its little cubby, its little nest and it's trying to get comfortable. I think I know what this is maybe. Yeah. Then it opens its eyes and looks at Bernie, Fernie, and Kip one more time and asks, Where Bobble Bobble? Gobble Bobble. Who? Who? What is Gobble Bobble? Gobble Bobbles want gems. Many gems. Gobble Bobbles make 
Mould. Oh, the, we need the mould of underglobula, right? Also, uh, what name? You? Mould. That's what I thought it was. Oh! This is a gem-making like creature. So gem. they want this guy. They want this guy. Oh. I was like, this guy's a this guy's a a, ge- a gem-making machine. This sounds like a very lucrative creature to have. Yeah. So the Phoenix wants the mold of the under or whatever its abilities are. So are, we're in the underglobula. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So and we found the mold. mold. Whoa. Short. Well, I don't want to bring this. He's such a nice so, feller. Yeah. So. And why do they want the Phoenix wants this? Don't know. I mean, Phoenix. it's it's a money, pr- money printing machine. Also, Maybe. don't the Phoenixes eat something that, that they? I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't have my notebook with me today, and it's uh, racking my brain trying <laughs> to remember. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Uh, no notes. God, what do we do? We're supposed to. The, our mission is to bring this thing back. How big is it? Oh, it's huge, massive, like bigger than a covered wagon. I say, uh, you know, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. No, no. Oh, okay. Only no globble bobbles. Globble bobbles. And Bernie, Fernie, and Kip. And Kip. What's a globble bobble? Uh, do you bo- like globble bobbles? No. They so gobble. Move, gem them. Oh, he wants to. He wants oh, to. Oh, is kill it the Glurbians? Turn, oh, globble bobbles bad. Gobble. Okay. Gerbils, they yes. boom, boom, wall. Uh, they, they poop on the walls. They explode. <laughs> no. They- <laughs> <laughs> I would hate them too if they yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. But do you think we should go over there to help them? I worry that we might start as a, go- as a golem with our what presence. What if you just very slowly fly us in? Swoop, swoop. Stealth ah. bomber. <laughs> <laughs> ah, parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what oh, that nice. means. I don't know what that means. Sorry, listening to a glub, glurb, glub, and then blub, it makes me, my brain go mush, mush. <laughs> so, the mold, we can refer to this thing as the mold, yes? It's up to you, sure. Okay. I think you're being so secretive. Uh, <laughs> the mold has nestled back down, but is looking at Chip and Barney. Correct. And that is in our direction? It's hard for you to see because it's 30 feet above you on like a, a sure, platform up there. Sure, If I may. I think I could do something here. Uh, Mould, you want more friends? Friends good. I bring you friends. And then I call out to you guys. Okay, then we come up and join. The alcove. Your name? Uh, bonjour, my name is Matid. 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 Oh, got their name right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Gloob. I mean, Mouldy Gloob. Gloob Mould, Mould. My name is Elga. Elga. Unless you make me mad. <laughs> Elga, small gem. Oh, he called me gem. <laughs> so, gang, it seems like he has enemies, and they are the underglobillions, and he wants to turn them into gems. Wait, why he has... did he call me a gem? He's small gem. Yeah, but does he think of living beings as gems? Am I gem? Hmm. Gip gemish. A gemish. Okay. A gemish. I think it's just I think it's just slang that Gus is messing around with. Probably, probably. <laughs> is it in the module or is I Gus just know. making it up? I can I think I see where the module's ending. Uh, I have a question. Behind what we're calling the mould yeah. is an alcove that we still have not investigated at all. Correct. And that is separate from where the mould is laying on top of. Correct. Is the mould blocking the entrance to that alcove? No. 
Okay. I'd like to approach that alcove. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we're 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 operating on not all the information possible Let in this room. Just make a wide berth, please. Yeah. 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 There's a, an alcove carved out of the wall here, and it's got stone shelves holding you know what appear to be some supplies and piles of half-cut gems. Is there anything? Interesting, out of place, odd on these shelves. Make an investigation check. <laughs> Matid goes, like, makes a little whistle sound and, like, uh, motions for Elga to come join because that has now been something Matid has learned is better for Elga to do. Okay, here I come. Mulda, be right back. Okay, don't go anywhere. Bye-bye, Yeah, this is why. I rolled a three. I rolled a three. Bad rolls all day. <laughs> don't want to play anymore. Let's bye-bye. Let's take a gander. Hello there. 16. There you go. Bye. Okay. Yeah, you see like five half-cut gems that are probably worth like 10 gold each. And you see some jeweler's tools and a few barrels of blasting powder, some flint, and a blank sky chart. Do you think Adam Sandler is in there? I was going to make that exact <laughs> joke. Adam Sandler? Uncut, Uncut gems. gems. Oh. We need a poster now called Uncut <laughs> Gems with a D&D version of Adam Sandler. Uncut gums. What was he calling under globulins? Globble bobbles. Monsieur Mule. Mule. Is there a chance that this here was where the globble bobbles were? Globble bobbles. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this was the globble bobbles place that they were mining, and it seems Mule has uh, taken care of them. Yeah. Where go globble bobbles? Oh, Mule gave them. Ah. Where, where are Gims? Mule just looks confused by the question and looks around the entire cavern. Mm. I, maybe because uh, I'm thinking we're thinking he turned them into gems. Yeah. Is every gem in this room globble bobbles? It is like a whole crystalline cave. I, I point at like a pile or, or the nearest gems and I say, that bobble gobble? Gem. Okay. <laughs> and now Gus is having Gus fun. Gus is still loving this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, it seems, uh, we seem to be at a crossroads here where our mission is to retrieve Muldia for what can only be assumed as nefarious reasons. Yeah. I like Mould. I like Mould Isaac as well. Mould is a wonderful individual. But we have to figure out what we are going to do about the fact that we have now found what our mission is about and, and are still trying to save the Glubians from this phoenix. Mould! <laughs> Stereo! You wanna go on a trip? Trip? What, what trip? Where? What? Outside! I point upwards. Outside? Upstairs! Mold looks up at the ceiling in the the grotto that you're in. Everyone make a perception check, I guess. 22. Tree. 12. 18. So Matid and Barney, you know, you follow Mool's gaze upwards, and the two of you notice that there's a mine shaft in the ceiling oh. of this grotto that appears to just disappear far into the distance. As in, like, it's like a tunnel that just kind of goes up? Goes up. Correct. Someone dug down to here. Gim, you come with us up. Mool go up. Mool go up. Mool begins jumping up and down excitedly and kind of like, oh, ground. yeah, and like slamming its fists on the ground. Mool go up. Mool go up. The ground begins. go up. The ground begins cracking under the mighty fists of Mool. And turquoise liquid begins seeping out from the ground. Mould race you there. Okay. Mould begins climbing up the wall, uh, up into the mine shaft. That was easier than we thought. (laughs) Uh, Mould go up. I I would suggest that we try to get up as fast as possible, unless you want to become a stone. It's not fun. No, I don't want to be stones. Chip ain't done two drugs. (laughs) 
Matilda, little hands. I grab uh, Elga and fly up. Do I still have the power of the da baboon? It was only for a minute, wasn't it? Yeah, but you know it's TND time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you turn into Barney there for a second? You know. <laughs> how 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 high up is it? And is there any way up like that is we see? Ladder or anything? Yeah. From the ground where you are up to the top of this grotto, it's probably between fifty to sixty feet. But then the shaft goes up from there, and it's impossible to tell how far up it goes from there. You need to get like a grappling hook or something. Mm. The turquoise liquid is uh, very quickly beginning to fill uh, the room. It's going to be around your ankles here very shortly. Wait, uh, let's go up. Can we start climbing? Oh, uh, uh, Majid, grab this rope. <laughs> throw it, a rope. I don't know what my carrying capacity is. Well, well, just a rope. Just, just a rope. Just, just, just take the rope like, to the top. How, how long is a rope? How about we get to the top and throw down That's a rope? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, 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 same difference. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. I don't have rope. I do. And I have a hook, a meat hook. You could hook. I only have 50 feet of rope. That's enough, right? How much rope do you have, Bunny? Let me check. Well, if it's 50 feet up. Well, no, 50 feet is the is the crystalline cave, but he said that the mine shaft goes up Goes further. up above there, correct. Don't I have, I have rope? I have rope. Yeah. Certainly have. You, you, he was, I told, did, he was did, bluffing the entire time. Don't I don't you don't you have need rope. to, you're, you're, you I are failing I, as a DM, I, Gus, if you're not I calling no, no. rope. Once, once the plan is God, in like, motion, that's when I look. I'm like Zan Gamgee in the first half of Lord of the Rings. I have rope. Where's my rope? I have 50 feet of hemp and rope. In my inventory. So you got 50. Elga's 50. got 50. I'm a big... Okay. Okay, so maybe before flying up, we tie... We could take both ropes up and tie and let it down. Okay. okay. So we I do that. 100... Wherever we go up to the top, if you allow Elga and Matid to go to the top of this uh, chasm... I'm just making sure I'm clear here. Are you going the full 100 or are you going to, like, the, the, the mouth of the, of the mine shaft, like, to the top of the grotto and then getting to that point and yeah. continuing? I'd like to go to the mouth, like, to... Because you're talking this goes up to the to, to ground level? Unknown. It, it disappears. I would say uh, to the where distance. the mouth of the shaft is, and then I'm assuming there's like some type of flat surface we could stand on. Oh, and- is there like a cliff or something? I'm, I'm pointing at uh, Matid and Elga here. Since you two, you know, are have the ability to get up there, since yes, you're, Elga you're flying, has the ability well, to Elga's being, ca- <laughs> being carried. You know, when you get up there, you see that this shaft has a wooden ledge here at the very bottom okay. of it, and that you see there are further wooden ledges spiraling up the shaft. Okay. Oh, like stairs. So then I, yeah. No, not stairs. Like they're not steps, but there's different platforms every so often going up the shaft. Okay. Yeah, we're playing Rayman, and there's some platforms that we got to yes. jump up. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Mati flies up to the top of that and ties off a rope so that they can get to at least that, that part. And Elga helps hold it to help pull. Neat. And we climb. All we right. climb. We toss down the rope. Yep. But then we kind of like pull it up a little bit and mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to melt. Jump a little higher, just a little higher, <laughs> and you can get it. <laughs> Matid. Matid and Elga, you two are waiting on that platform for uh, the rest of your party to rejoin with you? Yeah, right next to the enemies you're about to have us fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why I ask. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I speak Gus. <laughs> uh, as Barney and Chip get up onto the platform, Barney points in shock as he's the only one who notices that there's a sticky patch of spider webs nearby the platform. Oh. And you all hear squelching sounds coming from the dark as spider-shaped enemies come out and begin trying to bite at you. Everyone make wisdom saving throws. So this is in the shaft or just above the shaft? In the shaft, yeah. Wisdom saving throws? 26. 17. That is a 12. 14. The spider-like creatures begin trying to bite at you, but you all are able to ward them off and keep them at bay without taking any damage. We defeated your trap card. Yeah. So far. 
I have I have in my inventory an a bomb bomb. You should climb. Yeah. I could also bomb them and then cover our backs. We don't want boom booms. They're up there. They're are they? Where are these things coming out that they were going after all four of us? They're like out of the cracks in the mine shaft. The cracks so in the wall. Okay. We made it up the Minecraft. Do we need to climb. Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. We made up the Minecraft. Minecraft. You you all are currently <laughs> in the mine shaft. You're at the very be a bottom of it, which would be like at the very top of the grotto that you were in before. Copy right, that. Let's just keep climbing, gang. Yeah, let's try to climb up. But now they have little ledges that the yeah, terrestrial was, base creatures can go up. Jumpable? Yeah. I cast. Hold on. Are they jumpable? <laughs> uh, yeah, you could jump between them. You know, it's not necessarily super easy, but you know, you could you could find your way to traverse them. Should we try to just get up there, but just the old-fashioned way, or? Are you about to do something if that takes 10 minutes, Barney? I cast! <laughs> I was going to cast Bless, but I don't know if that's... Oh, Bless this mess. It's only a minute that it lasts. I, I can cast it instantly, but it just helps with saving throws and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Do it. Yeah. I cast Bless! <laughs> Barney's really into there's that. There's a microphone in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> there's two nice gentlemen over to the left of us who are monitoring audio levels. Three, and Three creatures, so you, all three are blessed. Can you bless yourself? Mm. Uh, no. You, whenever you make an attack roll or saving throw before spellings, you get a d4. Thank you very oh, much. Nice. And it lasts for a minute? Yeah. You said? Yeah. Okay. Is there any way to add that to our conditions? But no, we'll just re- it'll, it'll probably last okay. for the entire time we're here in the mine shaft. We'll just make sure to, to remember that. Uh, in the distance, in the dark, further up the mine shaft, you hear uh, laughter. <laughs> we'll go up faster. Okay. Not so good. What Matit is going to do now that Matit has seen that this mine shaft is not the most safest place is Matit is going to be flying up alongside the team trying to do this traversal game, but stay with them and not okay. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, keeping pace with them. Yeah. You know, this kind of reminds me when a little kid is learning how to ride a bicycle and their parents are holding on to their sides <laughs> and like they're running alongside yeah. them as they're going. Like they could help them, but they're just not. <laughs> What I don't want to do is I don't want to... Fl- uh, that is a very, very apt way of putting this. Um, I am trying to avoid uh, startling any more creatures in this shaft that might be attacking My us. My father helped me learn to ride the bicycle. <laughs> it was a unicycle, but it still counts. It's not a bicycle, uh, by definition. That's true. So, Barney, you were saying words matter? A cycle. Well, it's a cycle. <laughs> what Life do you feel is a about cycle. Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Elga's going to try to jump to the platforms. Okay. Same. So three of you are, you know, are making your way from the first platform up to the next one with Matid providing uh, air support. I'm just a, just a hall monitor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the three of you on the platform, make me perception checks. 18. 11. 9. Okay. Ilga, you're the first to notice it, but you hear a rumbling coming from the wall next to the platform, and you think you spot little fissures beginning to grow in the wall, and little sprays of that turquoise liquid begin spouting out from it. Oh, no, guys, we need to go faster, I think. All three of you make uh, dexterity saving throws. Must go faster. Must go faster. And then we have a plus what from Barney? Plus D4, I believe. Is that correct, Barney? I need that. Tell you what. That's an eight. For Barney. 13. So I would have a 12. Chip and Elga, you're able to jump fast enough, but Barney uh, lags behind just a little bit, and some of the turquoise liquid gets on your left arm, causing you to um, have difficulty in moving that around. Left, no difference than normal. <laughs> <laughs> a little a little touch of the rheumatoid arthritis <laughs> flaring up. If anything, it's protecting his bones. Yeah. <laughs> like hey, you look like you got one arm that's like uh, like a different kind of material than the rest of your body. It's like a, It's like a cool look, you know? Like if that was like... 
This that actually seems quite debilitating. Like a permanent to have. thing. Well, I mean, I think if like they were, you know, if they embraced it, it became oh, like an archer. Like a gem golem. Yeah, yeah, that's gem. pretty cool. Gem. I know. Blaine looked at me like I didn't get the reference he was making. <laughs> Up above in the darkness, you hear the mould cry out. <laughs> And you hear some slamming up against the rock, and giant fragments of gems begin falling straight down over on top of all of you. No. <laughs> we shouldn't have made him so excited to go to the top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who did that? It's easier than person. carrying him. Uh, you all can, I don't know, it's up to you if you can make a dexterity save, or if you have another way you want to try to avoid the falling gems. How, I'm, much, I'm open. how much more, like, uppies do we have to, to travel? Based on how much you've moved so far, you think you're getting close. If you had to take a guess, maybe halfway. Does it have to be a saving throw we do? No, if you tell, tell me what you have Could I do some maybe athletics of like avoiding the, the falling gems and like... Sure, athletics is um, strength. Uh, well, it's strength. Yeah, maybe instead you do something like an acrobatics, like dexterity based. Okay, yeah, I'll do acrobatics. Check. I'll try one of those as well. And uh, that's an 18. Ooh. Can I intim intimidate the gems? <laughs> I don't think they're, they're uh, you can intimidate them. Is there like a space that we're moving to or are we just, do is it just like a dodge? It's either like dodging in place or jumping up to the next platform. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. One of those. Jump up to the next platform. He announces to the group. I'll just do a, a dex. All right. Is it safe? Sure. Yeah. I'll still do the same. 20. Ooh. 14. 16. <laughs> what about chip? I don't know if I uh, caught on to what chip it was doing. Does dexterity saving throw suffice? Sure. Plus four. Oh, I didn't even do plus four. That's a 13 plus... Plus a D4. D4. One, 14. And mine's a 22 with it. Mine's a 22. Everyone rolled really well. I hate to rain on your parade. Barney, because you have one partially petrified limb, no. go ahead and roll it one more time. We'll say you have disadvantage. Oh, Chris, no. I, I don't think Gus is actually sorry for raining on your parade. He's raining gemstones on my parade. <laughs> 14. Oh, it's okay. raining gems. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you all are able to uh, dodge out of the way of the falling gems from above without any, any we're gonna, anything bad happening. We're going to break people's brains. They're now just going to be saying gems, gems for stuff now on. No, I understand the irony of me saying this, but I really think mucho control his temper. <laughs> <laughs> As you all land on uh, this platform, dodging out of the way of the falling gems, out from the wall, which is partially excavated here, two gray oozes begin emerging, oozing out from the cracks, and it's not approaching the, you two. Not the turquoise stuff. No, no. These are these are sentient. Correct. Okay. Are they like coming at us? Yes, they're lunging your way. Probably, Barney. You have metal armor, don't you? I do. No, they they lunge straight for you. They like okay. that. Okay. All right. Um, I like metal. Do you have time to react? Or? Yeah. Uh, how would you How would you deal with that? I can motivational speech I could give. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cast sleep. Again, the microphone's right in front of you. I'll cast sleep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes more sense for the spell you're casting. Go to sleep. <laughs> That's how I put my kids to bed. Can I cast sleep? Yeah. <laughs> you, you told me you were doing it. You hey, shouted it at me. He's asking permission. That's good. I cast it. Don't uh, you have to roll like um, it's, it's dice for, it? for yeah. HP? So roll that dice. I did at second level. Oh, you can't do that. No. Just kidding. Oh. Ha! -ha! 33. Mm. Both oozes uh, seem to stop moving and kind of lose their form a bit. Bye bye. <laughs> Shh. Bye bye. 
<laughs> As you know, you you finish dealing with those, you can see kind of like a, a very faint orangish light, not too far up above you. Mm. Can I start flexing my arm? <laughs> your your uh, arm with Loose- the turquoise yeah, on I start it. Start loosening it. You can't flex it. It's oh. it's totally. Okay. Covered, yeah. It's okay. When it's all out of that, you'll have a lucrative career as a, a rookie in the baseball league. Oh, um, yeah. I, I climb past the oozes quietly, and I whisper, Twinkle, twinkle, little ooze. We don't want to play with yous. <laughs> pretty good. I like when other people sing songs. <laughs> the orange light. Is it orange light coming from what could be an exit to this place that we're, we're, we're ascending? Or is it something coming from like a wall? It's not coming from the wall. But it's coming directly from above us? Yes. Okay. I also go up very gently and quietly. Yeah. You all get up to the top and uh, realize that there's an exit up to the ground above. Cool. Okay. Head that way. Yeah. We get up. A faint glimmer of sunset slumps past the horizon, casting shadows across your surroundings. You find yourselves back in the vast fields of fungi and wild grass. The mountainous slug of Glurb is slogging away not but a hundred feet away. About halfway between you and Glurb, you spot the mould. It immediately gives chase for the monumental slug bounding across the fields. We follow. Can I follow? Yeah. Yeah. We follow. I feel like we might have unleashed something we should not have unleashed. I feel kind of bad. (laughs) I don't really want to give up this poor little fella to this phoenix. I mean, I'm hoping that he takes care of the phoenix. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I follow as well. Front row seats. Mm -hmm. As you all close in and approach Glurb, a flock of foul lines once again appear and begin uh, flying above you all. That's the things that we fought when we got off the ship. Flying cats. Yeah, basically like flying cats. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they, what we, we were bringing what they need. They begin trying to grab at Barney as if to lift him up. Why? Wow. Are they helping? They raise you up. (laughs) (laughs) They lift Barney into the air and begin uh, carrying him, carrying, carrying him. Don't cut that. I, I'll, 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 all my mistakes. (laughs) Own up to it. They lift Barney and begin carrying him up to uh, Glurb. I believe I can fly. (laughs) Barney, I just beginning to meet you. More, more circle around Chip and lift him up as well. Um, do you believe you can touch the sky? <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky! The foul lines uh, begin circling you as well, Elga. <laughs> okay, take me! Let's do it! They lift you up and begin carrying you following Barney and Chip. Hey. Uh, the foul lines don't seem that interested in you, uh, Matid. Matid, just use your own wings! <laughs> I believe you can fly. Uh, yeah. I believe you can touch the sky. Matid attacks the entire <laughs> Uh Matid majestically ascends into the air in all of their glory. Can, can I... Uh, it's somewhat subjective. Who is more majestic, Matita or the three of us? Can I roll for a performance to see if I'm more majestic? Yeah. I'm going to make a strong bet that it's Matita. Wow. <laughs> Just going mm. with the sunset behind them. It's definitely going to be a Matita because you, Barney, are not flying. You're being carried. Majestically? I mean, yeah, but huh? but Matid powers their own flight. I'm just imagining all this, the, what are they called? Svats? Cats? Foul lines? Foul lines are, are just foul holding foul me. Lines. The foul lines are just holding me by the tail. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just rear first. end up. Yeah. yeah, Matid does like circles and figure eights around them being carried. Just, just to 
remind people. But see, we're just like you for real. I start preparing a tiny hut. No. <laughs> I'm a little Free, dumb. I'm preparing a tiny hut, just in case. You and your tiny huts. They, they just drop us. <laughs> um, tiny hut. What do we do? You all are... Uh, you know, carried up, and those of you who are being carried by foul lines are tossed into the center of the plurza. Yeah, you reach the wood planked ramp and follow it into the center of town. You spot the tree-sized translucent mushroom towering over the tent canopy for Hegzel's blending ceremony, and it glints in the pale twilight. In fact, it looks somewhat shinier than before. And boom! A scorching phoenix swoops down and lands atop the tent canopy, crushing it into the ground with a crunch. Oh, that's unnecessary. Oh, where is the moon? My patience Do you not hear and see this giant thing running through the town? Make a perception check. Actually, all of you make a perception check. Yeah, we got carried up. Or you guys got carried up. Mould was running towards the snail. I don't see anything. 15. 6. 18. Ball plus 4? Oh, I don't get plus 4. Uh, I don't know. Is, is it still within a minute? No, probably not. No. 13. So we got a 6 for Elga, a 15 for Chip, an 18 for Barney, and a 13 for Matid. Yeah. Elga, a soft breeze sweeps a haze of smoke into your eyes, which makes it really difficult to see. <laughs> Matid and Chip, you give the tree-sized mushroom a second look and notice not only that it's shinier than usual, it's also more jagged and glowing with light. Uh-oh. Barney, you look around and see that local Glorbians are inside their smoldering tent homes being guarded by flying, fiery felines. The blob is standing outside their home to the east, flanked by two more fiery beasts. Blob is outside. But the uh, the giant mushroom has been turned into a big gem. Yeah. gem. Mold touched it, assuming. Maybe. Does it look it's like... It's shiny and jagged. Something. It's shiny and jagged? Yeah. Sphoenix! Oh, Sphoenix! You there? <laughs> <laughs> it's in front Are of you. Are you there, Sphoenix? It's, it's me, Chip. It's, it's me, Chip. <laughs> it just landed on and crushed this tent. It's on its way. Just out of curiosity, uh, what do you plan on doing with this here mold? What I do with the mold is of my concern. You're not nice. <laughs> so I'm just gonna put it out uh, there. Get him, Chip. We, uh, we, yeah. Now, 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 with the mold. Now we're good friends. And now, if you tell us what you who's need. Good wait, wait, wait. Who's good friends? Us with the mold. Okay. We're good friends now. If you need something from the mold, we'd like to know. We maybe can help, you know, barter and and, and, and build a relationship. Well, and you don't think you you just gonna take the mold and go? Well, we did get mold. We we found mold. And he is running around, he was so fast, and we tried to play hide and seek, and so he's somewhere. Yeah. So it's maybe up to you to find him now, because we don't know where he is. Well, I we, I know where he is. The where? I'm not telling to tell Finks, you, you be nice. Finks? 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 Sphoenix. Phoenix? Phoenix. You gotta be nice. Phoenixes. Uh, can I can I can I look around and see if I can uh, other than the hut that's been turned all jagged? Can I nope the, oh, the, the, the mushroom. mushroom mushroom? Can I open my senses and kind of just get a vibe for where the can he perceive yeah. where the mold is? Make, make I didn't want to see it because you always get you bully me. I said I liked it. I said I liked make an investigation it. check uh, as you investigate your let surroundings. Let show that I like it when Blaine says this that. Is, okay? This is from microphone. My microphone. <laughs> oh, I should have got it. Investigation. Okay. They were sharing a microphone. It was so beautiful. Uh, Sixteen. 
Your investigation turns up something interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, it appears that the mould has turned the giant mushroom into a giant gemstone and is eating it from within. What? <laughs> uh, I, I call to it. Mould hungry! Eat things! This is the fabled mould of Eat that! Uh, yeah, you'd think you'd know exactly what you were looking for so desperately, but... strikes at the bejeweled mold with a Okay, okay. You've had your fun with flames. A skinless gray figure of brawny sinew and green veins steps out from a nearby tent. Stand down, Phoenix. I have my own plans for the mold. Or are you forgetting who's truly in charge of this Glirbian get-together? My memory serves me quite well, in fact. The Book of Daybreak is no more. Phoenix opens its scorching maw and unleashes a tumultuous firestorm that consumes Eddie whole. What? What happens, Eddie? Messy Buku. Do not say what We're you gonna have to listen to. We're going to have to find out the next episode <laughs> of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. He's fire resistant. <laughs> Tune in next week for the next episode and find out what happens. Oh, man. What do we do? Do we just stand there and watch them? Yeah. It's a show. Until Let next week. Let yeah. Let them fight. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Want to shout out some listeners who signed up over at stinkydragonpod.com slash first. Thank you so much for directly supporting this show. Cherry Tree 31, Exotic Wasp 94, Mystic Smokemaker, Travioli 98, and Merc Monster. Thank you so much. You've, you've done so much directly supporting the show. We hope you're enjoying access to more great content like Second Wind. Please interact with us on our subscriber-only Discord channel and more. Take advantage of all of those perks. Also want to give a thanks to listeners who interact with us on social media and Discord and had NPCs named after them in this episode like Hexel, the Blob's offspring, named after at Eggs, the World Destroyer on Instagram. Additionally, this Phoenix is voiced by Christian Young. Eddie is voiced by Andrew Rosas at Mr. Andrew Rosas. This episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon was produced by Ben Ernst, written, edited, and composed by Michael Reisinger with additional editing work by David Sanye. Head over to stinkydragonpod.com slash first for all things stinky. Tune in next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Good evening to all you other caps. Climb your way into the stinky dragon. Knock back our latest latte. Turn to alto. Turn to alto. First try. I, I, first try. <laughs> I practiced it a few times first earlier try. today. Turn to lotto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>